hosted on dimlywit.com. I'm Alex. And I'm Tina. And this is Obsessed Obsessed with the Best. We're two New York City gals who are bringing you the best of the best of all things beauty, wellness, and inspirational women. We've tried it all and can't wait to tell you what's worth obsessing over. Join us each week as we share our favorite products and trends and chat with leading female founders and experts. Welcome to Obsessed Obsessed with with the Best with with Alex and Tina. Tina. Oh my god, Alex. I'm back on the apps, okay? Oh no, okay. And I, mean, I ha- yes, I mean yes, I'm happy about that. And I'm really I'm really throwing myself in there. Like Great. I had a big long talk with my therapist about taking myself more seriously and taking dating seriously but also being more lighter in like we can't judge everybody by their profile. Like profiles no. are tough, okay? So I'm really swiping right a lot, okay? Right. I had a different story I was going to tell you today until today happened. And I have to tell you my experience with the match on Hinge this morning. And so I'm I'm just like throwing it all out there. I'm trying to open as many conversations as I can. I'm trying to just, it's a numbers game I'm finding out. It's totally a numbers game. And I feel like that's exactly, you have to look at it like a hobby, like, or a a, a little bit like work. Like you got to like 10 to 15 minutes a day. Exactly. Because I was like matching with one person. It was like, okay, let's focus on this one person here. And and I was like, oh no, that, yeah. And it was like killing me. So, (laughs) okay. So, okay. So this guy (laughs) comments on my picture. So I didn't comment on him first. He commented on my picture and one of the pictures that I have is it's one that I actually took in your kitchen during one of our obsessed photo shoots. And it's yeah. in my, in my, uh, uh, she fit sports bra. In your bra. And I'm like leaning it. It's like, it's supposed to be kind of like athletic to sort of, so you can get an idea of like, you know, what I look like, I guess, but it's not and like. And your boobs. And my boobs. Yeah. So you can be but like. But it's like, it's, I think it's you tasteful. need that shot. You need I that shot. So I'm like, here I am. I am curvy with big boobs. If exactly. someone hates big boobs, don't date me. Like, exactly. I, I just think you need it. But I, I'm finding that the type of guy that that chooses that photo to use, it turns out to be interested in a certain motive, which is fine, okay? So anyway, I this guy writes me and he's like, hi, Tina. Um, I have something about finding the best Negroni in town on my profile. I have something about how I love sushi. He was like, I love sushi. I'm new to Negronis. I'm really loving them. Um, what do you do for work? What does that entail? And I was like, Amazing. I love like a, a nice, thoughtful, like prompt. So I'm chatting with this guy this morning. He's he, he's a little like eccentric, but I'm like, again, I'm not going to like throw out the baby with the bathwater. He's just like, ah, oh, your job is very non-conventional and exciting. And I was like, is this a robot? What's happening? Um, <laughs> and then he was like, just kind of like threw out. I, he's like, so what are you doing for the weekend? I was like, oh, I'm seeing some theater. I'm seeing some friends. I was like, how about you? He's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going out to my home that I own in Martha's Vineyard. And I was like, cool. Like, that sounds awesome. He's like, I actually um, have visited Billings, Montana, where you're from. And I was like, what were you doing out there? He was like, well, I thought about buying a summer home out there, but I decided to go with Martha's Vineyard instead. And I was like, baller. Like, I love, that sounds great. Never been to Martha's Vineyard. Like, but just like, really, like, I just could feel him really trying to throw out these like impressive things. Right, right, right. Like, like the multiple summer home options. Yes, yes. yes. And I was like, decide. I just couldn't decide where I wanted to summer. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, And he was like, I mean, my house in Martha's Vineyard is very modest. I don't want you to think I'm a billionaire. 
And I was like, oh, you're not a billionaire. That's unfortunate. Okay, it was nice talking to you. Bye. And then I was like, just kidding. Um, so what what's what else is going on? Like, just to be like, we don't have to get into all of this. Okay, so then he was like, so what are you seeking on here? Which, okay, my least favorite question in the whole world is what are you looking for? Like, what am I looking for? I don't know, like my keys or the will to live or just some sort of motivation for getting off of this godforsaken app, Mike. Like, I don't know what I'm looking for. And so I, I, I was like, you know, I really have a hard time answering that question, but I know I'm not looking for a fling or anything casual, um, but I am super independent. I really love the life I've built and I'd like to bring somebody in to that life that can really enhance it and have, add more fun and adventure. He was like, what a thoughtful uh, answer to that question. So, like, he has no sense of humor. None. There's no sense of humor. Okay. Zero. So then we're like talking some more and he and he's, he, I said, what are you looking for? And he's like, same. I am uh, separated. I've been separated for a year. I am going to get a divorce. And I was like, yeah, okay. And he mm-hmm. was like, I was like, okay, sorry to hear about your divorce. Thanks for being up front. Like, no judgment. Whatever. Yeah. Like, life's complicated. I'm not stressed. And he was like, I can understand if that's a deal breaker. And I was like, I mean, life's complicated. I was like, life is weird. Life is complicated. I get it. Like, if you're not stressed, I'm not stressed. He's like, I'm certainly not stressed. I have a love life. I have a dating life. Um, it was my call. I was like, this is a bit, oh. a bit well, He's so much. defensive. Like, I don't so... want you to think I'm a billionaire. It was my call, the divorce. Yes. And also, yes. I like, it's just like, oh, my God. I, yes. Where I just am getting to know you over a chat. Over a chat. We, we met four minutes ago right. and then he was like i mean most women are fine with the fact that i'm separated and i was like how many is most lol anyway um <laughs> just like like what an unattractive thing to say but like most women are fine with it. it's like well i'm not okay but here's here's where i really it really took a turn and i was like you know what mike um well first of all he was like you know i wish we talked about being tall he was like oh wow you're really tall thank god and i was like Yes, I played basketball and volleyball. How's the weather up there? The weather's great. I was like, did we get all the tall people chat out of the way? And he was like, oh, LOL. Um, yes, being tall, it, you know, it, it can it can bring on some challenges physically when a woman what? is a foot shorter than me. And I was like, what? Where is this going, Mike? So anyway, I changed the subject again. Um, we like kind of tiptoe around the fact that maybe he's like, I wish I wish I knew you better so I could have a dinner date this weekend. And I was like, well, that can be arranged, but like maybe next week. He's like, you'd really come out to Martha's Vineyard with me? And I was like, no, Mike, I'm saying a dinner date can be arranged. Get a clue. Oh, so then, God. So, oh, God. so then, then, this is the nail in the coffin. He sends me a text and he's like, so what's your body type? Are you curvy or skinny, athletic, et cetera? And I said, Mike, <laughs> I really don't like that question. I'm going to go. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye now. And oh. I blocked him and unmatched him. Because I was like, it's 2022. We're not objectifying people's bodies, especially when you haven't even met them in person. But also, here's my other thing. Look at the damn photos. It's quite all yes. right to be into a certain body type, not into Absolutely. a certain body type. That is part of life. That is part of dating. You have photos on your profile, one of which is a photo of you in a sports bra. You're obviously curvy, Mike. Yes. Like, what the hell? What the hell? And you've talked about being tall. You're tall and curvy. Yes. Like, put it together. 
and he said like i think i have an idea but what would you what what are what exactly are you and i was like if you have an idea then you can what, what do you want me to say i'm a tall curvy girl what do you want me i just like why i i can't no he's not your person he seems to have absolutely no sense of humor about anything Mm -mm. and the not being divorced yet he seems very defensive about it and he also really needs to put your body type into a certain box immediately before you even have a damn zoom drink date yeah which is a thing now like can you at least like have a zoom and a glass of wine before yeah. we're before I'm like g- completely compartmentalizing. Well, I am a tall, curvy gal, and this is me. And it's I'll just send like, you my oh, measurements. My. And here are my measurements. Look them over and decide if yes, you will go to drinks. Would you like but a also, full resume? But also like the assuming that you would ever go to Martha's Vineyard for the first meeting. That's an insane thing. That's an insane thing. Like that oh. is what documentaries are made of right there murder documentaries yeah anyway i have a date tonight with a with a bumble match so (gasps) i'm telling you i'm out there alex i am out there on these streets so this seems (laughs) on these streets meaning in my apartment with a glass of wine and on my phone but they are streets but they are hard streets okay (laughs) um so i have a date tonight with somebody else and we're gonna see how it goes so i will keep you posted i'm really excited Okay, can um, you tell us anything about this person? Um, I, I know very little about him other than he is a teacher of okay. music. Ooh, of music. So I was love. like, that's really cool. Um, and I found it super attractive that he didn't want to really be pen pals. It was kind of like we, we connected over music. And then he was like, would you like to grab a drink? I said, yeah. He's like, how's Thursday? I said, great. He goes, how about this place? And I said, awesome. How about this time? He said, great. I'll see you there. And it was just like, perfect. Thank you. Thank you for just taking initiative. Love a guy with a plan. Love, Love. like we're getting it off the app and onto dry land. Yes. And then he's musical. Like the thing I with know. us, I ran into this problem too when I was dating. And I actually, I was on Bumble. I think that was my favorite. I was in this space where I was like, okay, I'm dating all kinds of artists and creatives and it's not working. Mm-hmm. So I'm only going to date like people who don't have creative jobs. It was a lot of like right. doctors, lawyers, finance people, which was interesting and fun. But I found that the conversation just kept like screeching to a halt. Like yeah. I just feel like if your whole life is creative and musical, like you have to be able for me, at least, and I feel like you feel the same. Like, you've got to yeah. be able to share it in some way. It does, not the exact same way. I think that's not good. Right. But, like, like you said, a music teacher, so he gets it, or a graphic designer, or even yes. someone in marketing, or so, just someone that, that's, like, remotely creative. So, I love this. Yes. I know. I love it, too. So, we'll see. I'm really going to try and get on some dates, like, some physical dates over the next few months, and I'm ready to I'm, – I'm ready. I feel like I'm finally yes. ready. So Woo-hoo. I'll keep everyone posted. I know I've said this before. I know I've said this before, but I really truly. But this time we're sticking to yes. it and you're going to tell us and you're going to update us. Okay. Also, where are you going? Tonight? Okay. Well, initially he had suggested Grand Banks. Have you been there? No. Which I was so looking forward to. It's really cool. It's this oyster bar that's like on the pier down on like near 14th Street. Oh, fun. On the water. It looked absolutely beautiful. But then he texted me last night and was like, Hey, so they don't have a reservation until 8.30. And I was like, that is far too late for me for a first date to leave. And for one drink? Like, it's, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're actually going to a place called Walker's, which is just a few blocks in from where that is. And it just looks like a nice, you know, bar. Great. In, like, near 14th Street. Perfect. 
Um, definitely text me on your way home. I certainly will. I certainly will. I'm I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so tell me about your weekend. I've been dying to hear this. Oh, my God. Tina, I got to do probably the cool uh, top five coolest things I think I've ever done in my entire life. Something I've always wanted to do, which was I got to go to the dress rehearsal of SNL. (sighs) That's like my bucket list dream dream. Tina? I, there's a small, there's a lottery. So like you can put your name in and there's they it's like a few people wait years though. And there's, they select like a few, but everyone else, you have to know someone. So my friend has a friend who works on the digital shorts. And so that's how we got these tickets. So it wasn't the live taping. It was the dress rehearsal. And I think it was way cooler because the dress rehearsal is way longer than the actual show. Mm -hmm. And there's like, there were like three to four sketches that they cut. So I got to see everything in the dress rehearsal and then go home and watch it live and see all the changes they made, which were lines. They cut full sketches. It was wild. And it was the craziest experience. And I have been a lifelong fan of SNL. Like I grew up watching it because my parents watched it. And also, A.D. Bryant, Kate McKinnon, Cecily Strong, and Chloe Fineman, I think, are four of my top cast members. I think they are the funniest women on the planet. I mean, God, Kristen Wiig. If I could have seen Kristen Wiig, she is oh, like... Oh, my God. Uh, but I got to see those four but live. It was unbelievable. That is iconic. A.D. Bryant and Kate McKinnon, I seriously... And the other women, too. But, like, those two, I'm like, I could watch them read the phone book. I'm seriously obsessed with both of them. They're unbelievable. So you go to the studios, you go and there's a whole like lounge area beforehand where they give they hand you a spiked seltzer and a what? water and you just hang out and there's all these like giant screens like flashing clips of like SNL from times gone by like through the years. And you just like hang out in this lounge and then they bring you up to the studio, which is teensy, teeny, teeny, tiny, tiny. Really? My, yes. So my guests were, the the guest host was Benedict Cumberbatch and um, Arcade Fire was the band who are, they're amazing live. So it's so small. So like you see all these different sketches and you see like Weekend Update and all these different sketches. You think they're in different areas. They're not. Weekend Update is on the stage where the host does their monologue with like a thin panel behind them of a different set. What? Yes. The way the cameras move and the expertise and like switching around these sets of this tiny space is unbelievable. And it was so fascinating to watch. So there's millions of crew members. There's a flying camera. There's like a crane. There's hanging lights. There's the hair and makeup people running around, the wig people, the actors. Very theatrical, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, very, very theatrical because moving these set pieces and all these things, like, it has to be done in under five minutes. So they would do a sketch, and then the actors would run, and the set, the crews come in, and, like, it is madness. And watching that happen was so cool. It was these people just, like, at the top of their game. Also, Lord yeah. Michaels was walking around and my friend Pat was like it's so insane he's like a coach he's like a coach just like watching his team he was ushering people places he was taking notes he was in his red tie he was walking around I was like oh my god who knows he's been doing this for 46 years who knows how much longer he's going to be doing this like this is so historical when I'm seeing Lauren Michaels walk around SNL like giving people notes wild 
So also everything is on a cue card, everything, because they are changing stuff up until like 10 minutes before. So you actually like, I don't think you should or can memorize because something will be changed. Yeah. So watching these cue card guys and there's cue cards behind every camera. So there'll be like three. So depending on what camera, they'll be like, okay, you're looking in camera two, you're looking in camera one, there's cue cards and it's like a dance. They're like reading, they're looking to see how people get through the lines and then they switch. And then they switch. And I'm like, those. Oh. Yeah. Those cue card guys. Oh, my God. It's they cannot relax for a minute. Because can you imagine being the person to mess that up? Like, no, it is wild. And then I'm thinking this damn schedule on a Saturday, they have been rehearsing all day. They have their dress Mm -hmm. rehearsal from 8 to like 1020. From 10.20 to like 10 after 11, they're absorbing all the changes and dealing with cuts. And then they are back on live and have to do it again. And like, I think you have to have like super human stamina and strength to be on that cast. It's unbelievable. You read Tina Fey's book, Bossy Pants, right? Yeah. So Tina Fey's book Bossy Pants and Amy Poehler's yes. book, Yes, Please. Those are the highlights for me of like, yes. how I've always been fascinated by behind the scenes of SNL. Same. But I didn't Tina Fey talk about, because that's one of the only bios that I've ever read twice, because I was just so fascinated by, I've always been fascinated by SNL. It was like a dream of mine to be on it for a long time. I was like, I want to be on SNL. But like, didn't she say in that, like, some every now and then if a sketch is better in the dress rehearsal, they do film it, so like maybe that could be the one that gets aired, or no, or is it I always mean, the live maybe. show? So, so here's the thing: they cut three sketches, and this was really interesting that I actually thought were way funnier than what they kept. Interesting, but like you don't know what Benedict Cumberbatch, as a guest with these giant movie stars, have in their contract, right? That they, you know, they get to do this, this, and the other thing. All, there are a million things that go into that decision, right? But I asked, we hung out with my friend's friend after who does the digital shorts. And he was like, a lot of shit just gets, it kind of doesn't even matter anymore what's cut because things just get fed out into the internet. And a lot, most people just watch the show on YouTube now anyway. So now with the internet, they all still live and they just get Mm -hmm. put on YouTube. They just get put on YouTube, which is wild. That is so fascinating. I think it's probably unlike anything we could ever even imagine or relay I mean I've just I've always wanted to see it that's so cool totally is okay so the thing I have to share today is one of my favorite documentaries is by James Franco and it's called Saturday Night and it's on YouTube it used to be on Hulu but it's on YouTube for free James Franco made a film of behind the scenes of one week of SNL and what it looks like Mm -hmm. I want to say yeah, I want to say it's like mid 2000s. Casey Rose Wilson was in the cast that year, so I want to say it was like 2008. So the guest is John Malkovich, and he does behind the scenes footage of Monday, which is every it's the pitch mm-hmm. meeting. So they sit mm-hmm. with John Malkovich and everyone pitches their ideas. And then like Tuesday, Wednesday, everyone fleshes them out and they actually write scripts and they come up with concepts and you know, wig and set concepts, and then all the way to the table read, which there's a table read. And 
they see what works and what doesn't. And Casey Rose Wilson has a scene, and God, I love her so much. She hosts the podcast Bitch Sesh, and her book is like one of my- Oh, I love her. Her book is one of the funniest. She's one of the funniest women of all time. But SNL, she talks about it. Her and Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate, one of the love funniest women of all time. Oh my God, she's hilarious. They both went on to do amazing things. They both said SNL was just too much of a pressure cooker for them, and they did not thrive. Yeah. They did not thrive. And granted, I think probably back then it was just even more of a boys club and there's so much pressure to be cool and funny and bet like mm-hmm. now. No yeah. time, no sleep. So at the table read, Casey is doing her skit that she wrote and it's just like not going well. And I remember watching this film because my brother is also really like nerds out about us and not like I do. And I remember watching it with my brother when it came out years ago. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like getting hives because it just like wasn't landing. And you know that feeling as an actor, mm-hmm. there's nothing worse. And so you just want to like take care of her. And I was like, make it stop, make it stop. And Johnny was like, why? Like, what's why are you like? Why are you feeling this? Like, what's going on? I was like, Johnny, it's not landing and like that is the worst feeling and she just has to finish it though Mm -hmm. like she has to like finish the skit and everyone's just kind of sitting there like like not laughing like oh god and they interview her after and they're like how did you feel she's like well knew I missed the mark like two seconds in and then we just still had to keep going so I wanted to kill myself basically oh my god (laughs) I can't imagine that pressure I can't even imagine that pressure no, no. And you, I mean, and you have to have flops like that. Like you have to have days where you just like miss the mark entirely. You have to shoot for, you have to shoot all of it because you just never know. Of you course. Never know. And people are sleeping an hour and a half a night and yeah. people just pull out cots in their offices and they're sleeping at the studios and they're eating at the studio. They're like, I haven't been home in two days. Like it's crazy. And, but this shows all the way up until, and then there was a skit that everyone loved, but at the dress rehearsal, it died. So they cut it. But highly recommend. It's called Saturday Night. James Franco made it. It's really, really behind the scenes. It is so fascinating, Tina. You will <gasps> love it. I have to. I have to watch that. That sounds right up my alley, and I, I'm dying to see it now. Yeah, you gotta watch it. And any just anyone who loves SNL to just truly see what goes on and how hard it is to make. Yes. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you know Tina and I, you know that we love therapy. We honestly don't even know how we would have gotten through the last two years without our weekly therapy sessions. BetterHelp offers easy, affordable, and convenient access to therapy. First of all, you don't even have to do any of the research, which can be the hardest part because they do that work for you. They will literally match you with a therapist in under 48 hours. Second, you don't even have to leave your home because BetterHelp offers video, phone, and live chat sessions. Honestly, it's always a good time to invest in yourself and in your mental health, so give it a try. And see for yourself why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. We have a special offer just for our Obsessed listeners. For 10% off your first month of professional virtual therapy, go to betterhelp.com slash obsessed. That's betterhelp.com slash obsessed. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. 
We are sponsored by Ombre Lab. Are you struggling with bloating, moodiness, constipation, or weight gain, and you just can't figure out why? Well, the answer could literally be in your gut. Your gut contains trillions of bacteria, both good and bad. And when your body doesn't have enough of the good bacteria, the bad bacteria flourishes. When this happens, it can cause all kinds of symptoms. Ombre Labs makes it really easy to check on your gut health by offering an at-home test that can measure your bacteria levels. The test will ship right to your door with easy to follow instructions, and then when you get your results, they'll give you a detailed breakdown of your gut bacteria, let you know what foods to eat more or less of, plus you can get personalized probiotics to heal your gut with a subscription. I've done the test myself, and personally, it was the easiest thing ever. No doctor's appointments, no scheduling when you can get to the office. They send everything right to you, and then you just pop it back into the mail, and you get your results. So if you want to start feeling better, visit tryombre.com obsessed to get $30 off of your test. That's T-R-Y-O-M-B-R-E dot com slash obsessed for $30 off. Thank you to Ombre Labs for sponsoring this podcast. I'm totally on a documentary kick. It's so funny that you, your first thing is a documentary because my first thing is also a documentary um, because I was listening to one of our favorite podcasts, um, Even the Rich, and they recently did uh, an episode or a, a season about Marilyn Monroe and I have gone down this entire I've always loved Marilyn Monroe I know I know a little bit about her but I went hence my like red nails my red lip my like I'm definitely like in this Marilyn space right now and I'm obsessing so turns out Netflix released this year a brand new documentary about her called The Mystery of Marilyn Monroe The Unheard Tapes and it is so fascinating. I had no idea the scandal and politics and the absolute ridicule and devastation she went through the days leading up to her death. It's all, you know, Kim Kardashian wore her dress at the Met Gala. Then I listened to this podcast and she wore that dress to sing happy birthday to JFK. She got so much backlash because she was having, she was, well, JFK was having an affair with her. So was Bobby Kennedy. They were both sleeping with her, telling her that they loved her, telling her that they wanted to be with her. And then she did this, this act of love to JFK. And he basically like wrote her off and broke up with her and was like, you can't do that. And she was devastated. And it was only months later that she ended up dying. And it's really, really mysterious the circumstances for which she died and while the coroner ruled it was a suicide there are some really sketchy things that happened because the timelines don't add up she didn't have anything in her stomach she didn't have there was like weird stuff laying around and not laying around there was broken glass but like the glass wasn't inside the house it was on the outside so it's like what's going on here and i have like just a whole new fascination fascination with marilyn monroe and I think she's the perfect example of a woman who was heartbroken and was treated very, very poorly and then punished for for being given like access to these people and then like giving them access to her. And she was she was punished for that. And it's it's really devastating. And but it's very, very informative. Um and then I'm also listening to, in conjunction, this other podcast, um, The Killing of Marilyn Monroe. And apparently her psychiatrist, Dr. Greenson, I, I believe, um, who was one of the last people to see her alive, has all of these. He's now 
passed, but he has all of these files like locked up and in archived and they're not able to be released until 2039. Why 2039? I have no idea. It's 77 years after her death. And it's like, we think that it's what they think is like, it's going to be the thing that blows it up and is like, okay, it's clear that she was murdered and that it was, it had to do with the Kennedys, that Bobby Kennedy is really the one that orchestrated this whole thing. So it's fascinating. You know what? That time before cell phones and internet and Mm -hmm. all those things, you know, I, I was watching this documentary about the Golden State Killer and there was so much about like this crime could only have happened in this time. You could cover shit up back then. You could cover up there before 23andMe. You could say, oh yeah, this is your child. And it wasn't. Like you, there was no, there were no cell phone records. There was no screenshotting a text. There was no tracking my phone. I'm sure a bunch of shit happened that we'll never know about. Or maybe we will in 2039. I know, I know. I'm like, oh my God, I'll still be alive. I can't wait. To yeah, know what happened. Can't wait. You're like setting an alarm. Twenty setting an alarm. It's setting a countdown for twenty thirty nine. But it's just it's so sad because in some of the interviews, a lot of a lot of men and women were saying, you know, she was she became the most dangerous woman in the world because she had these intimate relationships with the most important, powerful men in the world who told her things, and she had access to information that she could also blow up their entire lives. And they shared information with her that they weren't supposed to share. Ooh, I actually so she didn't knew too think much. of it like that. It's kind of like Mata Hari. Yeah. The famous spy who's like, you know what I mean? She yes. Like got in places by sleeping with people. God. I that, know. I did not think about it that way. The information. I just haven't thought about her in a while. Yeah. The information that she had. That yes. is really interesting. Yes. And, and also, God, she just so tragic in a way that so much has changed you know, with women in the media, and but also not. I know. You know, she went through so much plastic surgery. And yes. so, God, just the pressure. You know I, know, I think about Judy Garland a lot when I think about yes. her and all the pills that women were prescribed and during that time. Mm-hmm. And no one understood that they had a relationship with, with alcohol or how they would react with alcohol. And yeah. God. And they talked a ton about how she would wash down all of her medications with champagne. Right. And they would just let her and nobody well said you anything. didn't and, know right you didn't know okay side note bonus thing that i just have to talk about are you watching the show first lady i just started i'm two Ugh. episodes in tina what are your thoughts okay well what are your thoughts so i love first lady and i love that it is eleanor roosevelt michelle obama betty ford all different types all different eras mm-hmm. i love but there's so much alike i love the history in it i love it and what's really striking me is poor Betty Ford. This isn't get, are yes. you at this point when she is at the doctor? No, I, I'm only two episodes in. Okay, so I'm gonna just tell this isn't okay. gonna give anything yeah. away because everyone knows, everyone what, knows happened what happened to Betty Ford. Yeah. So she has she throws her shoulder out and she goes to the doctor. She's like, I'm in so much pain that I cannot sleep. He's like, well, here's a Vicodin, here's a sleeping pill, here's a pain pill, here's some lithium. And then she goes, so what about alcohol? Can I drink alcohol? He said, yes, there have been no medical findings that alcohol has any effect on medications that you're taking. So Betty Ford likes to drink, okay, Mm -hmm. which maybe she was a high-functioning alcoholic, but she was high-functioning. Well, then when she's on freaking lithium and God knows what else and she has a cup of vodka – 
she is out of her mind and passing out and losing her mind. So then it's all like, Betty Ford's hysterical. Betty Ford is crazy. They just didn't know. They didn't know. And these poor women. They didn't And also know. this just gets into the whole thing about no one cares about women's health. And yeah. no, women's health was not studied. We were just treated like little men when in reality we are way more complicated than men but like we're still we still don't know about half the shit that goes on with us exactly so it was just like oh you're having women problems you're hysterical you know yeah. like in mad men she's hysterical yes and they're like calling her husband after the um therapy sessions like reporting on what she says i know the therapist and the husband have to figure out what to prescribe her because oh she's my hysterical. god wait i know wait did i tell you that i'm re-watching mad men too like that's no my- i'm like in this 1950s 60s world right now where I'm just like so fascinated and horrified by it all. I'm just like in it. But yes, yeah, they would like call the husbands to like chat about their therapy. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But, again, but first of all, you guys watch First Lady. It oh is yeah, so it's well so done. well done. It's so well done. And yeah, Marilyn Monroe fell prey to a lot of things. I mean, mm-hmm. being demonized for her sexuality, much like Demi Moore was yep. in the 90s, which she's kind of just getting her story out there now with her book. Mm-hmm. You know, how just feeling pressure to get plastic surgery. Um, maybe she was punished for information she had. Like, just wild. Her it's, life was so tragic. What? It's Yes, and she died when she was 36. I mean, that is Ugh. like, I turned 35 this year, and I'm just God. like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah, the Ugh. most famous woman in the world, and dead at 36. It's just it's just absolutely tragic, and um, I will say, I mean, some of the podcasts are very well done. They're very dramatic and and, you know, splashy i will say but there's a lot of really great information and new information um, but the that netflix I think is, worth- is what it's called oh it's called the mystery of marilyn monroe the unheard tapes okay and there's tapes of her there's tapes of um conversations with um her psychiatrist and with all kinds of different witnesses and people it's it's really well done i highly recommend Oof. it can't wait i'm probably gonna watch that tonight This is Jess Betancourt, the host of DNA ID, the only true crime podcast that exclusively covers cases solved using forensic genealogy. DNA ID goes behind the headlines to answer your questions about this remarkable new crime-solving tool, how it works, how cases are selected, why the cases were unsolved for so long, and how the justice system is addressing it. I include input from law enforcement to give you the inside scoop that we all crave with a straightforward, no-nonsense delivery. You can find DNA ID on any podcast platform. Episodes come out weekly on Mondays. I have to take a quick break to talk about just how much I love plant people. They make CBD products, but not just CBD products. These are CBD products formulated by actual doctors. So along with CBD, these mushrooms, gummies, lotions, and tinctures also have other ingredients that your body really, really needs for optimal health. Right now, I'm really obsessed with their relief drops, which are CBD drops you put under your tongue for 30 seconds in the morning, but there's also turmeric in these drops, which is a really great anti-inflammatory. So you can use these drops when you have cramps or a hangover, an injury, a migraine, you name it. I actually take them every day. I'm also absolutely in love with the Relief Cooling Advanced Recovery Body Cream. It is a body cream that feels a little cool on the skin and it gives you quick relief for any sort of achy muscles. Along with CBD, it has turmeric, again, for an anti-inflammatory, plus arnica and menthol. It's this perfect cooling and soothing formula of potent botanicals for immediate and long-lasting relief anywhere in your body. So... 
For 15% off your first plant people order, use code obsessed at checkout, or just scroll on down and tap the plant people link in the show notes for this episode. So I've been wanting to join the clean beauty movement and start buying safer products. But as a makeup artist, I have a really high standard for my beauty products, and I just won't buy something that doesn't actually work. I don't know how Beauty Counter does it, but they are a clean beauty brand certified by the Environmental Working Group, and their products truly perform. Currently, I'm loving the Counter Control Instant Matte Toner. It's perfect for sensitive skin. It's alcohol-free, so it's not going to dry you out, and it's mattifying. I love it. Beauty Counter is also female-founded, which you know we love. If you'd like to shop some clean beauty with Obsessed with the Best, go to beautycounter.com slash obsessed. Now, you don't have to shop Beauty Counter with us, but if you do, we can answer all of your questions about what to buy, and we like to send free beauty goodies as a thank you. So, that's beautycounter.com slash obsessed. Happy shopping, and for more details, scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode. Okay, wild turn of events, wild turn of events. Well, I guess not. From Marilyn Monroe to makeup. So, okay. So one of my favorite clean brands is Kosas. Have you heard of Kosas? Love Kosas. Yes. So great. They get the green Sephora stamp of approval. They're available at Sephora. So I talked about this a while ago because I was like, oh, what a cool travel essential. But now I've been getting so many compliments that it's like now my staple. It's not a travel essential. It's the Kosas color and light cream in velvet and melon and it's a blush it's a cream blush and a highlighter in one okay okay it's 34 dollars at sephora so here's the thing with this highlighter (laughs) so i was wearing this highlighter on my cheek at your at my cheeks at your show yes and kate the great beauty beauty youtuber yes who we've had on this podcast was like what is on what is on your cheek like, mm-hmm. what is that highlight? And it's this Kosas cheek blush highlight combo that I, it was in my travel bag, but no, no, no. Now it's my every- She's moved to full-time. She has moved. She has moved to full-time. She is in my everyday. I have never gotten more compliments on my skin than when I wear the Beauty Counter Dew mm-hmm. um, tinted moisturizer. And then this Kosas highlight. It's the Velvet Melon Color and Light and Cream by Kosas. I got it at Sephora. It's $34. I am getting so many compliments. Also, talking about Marilyn Monroe. So I went to a party at Sardi's recently, <gasps> oh, which love. made me feel very before times because yes. I used to go to a lot of events at Sardi's and like it just felt so very retro. like before COVID type of thing. Yeah. Anyway, party at Sardi's. The same thing happened. People are coming up to me. I mean, like, you are glowing. So there's something about this highlight, particularly the blush is great, but this particular highlight, and you can put it on your your eyelids too. (gasps) That's just really magical. I've never just had people come up to me like that, that excited. So there's something about it. So just get it all about a glowy dewy look I love that um okay I love a glowy dewy look on my skin I am I am recently because of my Marilyn Monroe (laughs) obsession and I also told you this when we went out the other night that I was like I'm trying to make the red lip like my new signature thing I'm trying to do like minimal eye makeup with like a red lip I want to be very like you thank you I'm trying to like own it and rock it um and I had bought for my birthday a couple of years ago, I went to MAC and just got a couple of red lipsticks and I just kept them in my makeup bag 
I never really used them until the last few weeks when I'm like, I really want to get back into, I want to wear lipstick because now that masks are a little bit lifted, the mask mandates are a little bit lifted. I can wear lipstick. I've never been a big lipstick person. I have to tell you, Alex, I love the MAC Powder Kiss lipsticks. Have you heard of these? No. They're amazing because, okay, I don't love a matte lip only because a lot of times they look really dry and really Mm -hmm. like cakey. But the Powder Kiss lipsticks, they are like a moisturizing matte lipstick. So it goes on and it does not budge. But it also, when you put it on, it's not like like catching on your lip because it's so dry and matte. Mm -hmm. It goes on like a balm, like a lipstick or a balm. But then it like dries really quick, but it's also not drying. So like it's, and it's not a stain, it's a lipstick, but like, I gotta tell you, I feel so confident rocking a red lip lately, and this powder kiss is where it's at, because it doesn't move, it doesn't bleed. I mean, it'll transfer a little bit, like if I'm taping a sip of water or whatever, but that's right. lipstick. But that's every red lip. Yeah, but it's not like messy, and it's not like getting everywhere, and it's just, it's become my like last final staple before I leave the apartment. I'm like, oh, a red lip, and I'm just, I feel so good with it, and the MAC powder kiss line is like chef's kiss it's so good i haven't tried the powder kiss and i love a red lip too the only thing is like oh do i want to deal with it all night i don't want to be checking it so well, it has these, to be one it it's has so to be one easy. that just stays it can't be like too glo- it can't be like a glossy th- it can't be smearing i no. just i don't want to deal with it it has to be something that i really trust or else i'm not doing it exactly and see i was the same way too where i was like oh i've got to line it and i've got a powder and i've got to do all this stuff and it was like no and I've been working with these. I have one in this the one I'm wearing right now is called Stay Curious. And the other one I have is in Chili. And I put it on, I blot, and then I put it on one more, I put one more thin layer on, and it does not move. It does not move. It's so comfortable. And it's yeah, it's not sticky or glossy. And I gotta tell you, it's like the easiest red lip I've ever, ever worn. Yeah. The powder kiss. The powder kiss. So dramatic. Love it. Yes. <laughs> powder kiss the powder kiss okay so i haven't really told you about my rothy's no your shoes yeah so a lot of people have heard of rothy's i'm sure because you know they're advertised a lot yeah. and it's okay they're made out of recycled water bottles they're sustainable you can put them in the wash it's like okay cool but i was kind of like why am i paying so much for plastic shoes they're mm-hmm. they're like around 125 dollars and I was kind of like, okay, yeah, everyone says you can wash your shoes, but it usually doesn't work out well. Right. Number two. And number three, I only was seeing flats, and I'm just not a ballet flat kind of gal, okay? Same. So I never really looked. So then I was wrong. I was wrong about literally everything. First of all, I went on, and there's all these different styles. So I love the Vans slip-on sneaker. Yep. Just for, like, running around, running errands. There's also slides. So I love the Vans slip-on sneaker and the slides. Okay, they're really, really cute, and there's beige, and there's leopard print. So then here's the cool thing. It's like they are sustainable, so you're doing something good for the planet because they are made out of these recycled water bottles, okay? But they're not not comfortable. They're Mm -hmm. really comfortable. And then here's the other thing. You're paying a lot because it's basically like having two pairs of shoes because I put mine in the wash and they looked brand new. Really? They looked brand new. And you know in New York, you buy a shoe like Mm -hmm. that, 
that you wear a lot and it's one a year, then mm-hmm. it's like they got to go. Like we go through shoes so fast because they just get gross. Yeah. They get disgusting. But like these are more expensive. So they're around 125 But when you wash them, they actually are washed. So I washed them and th- there's directions. There's like a little printout of like what to do. But then it's like they're new. So it's like I got a new pair. Do you it's know what I mean? Mi- yes. Yes. yes, they're so good, you guys. And there's a million styles. There's whatever style you want. They actually wash well. They look brand new and they're made from recycled materials. So a really good place to put your money, a really good brand to support. Really perfect for any spring, summer, slip-on situation. Yeah, you're spending a little more, but it's because they're going to last longer. Well, and I'm okay spending a little bit more on my footwear because yeah. it's so it's so important, especially as New Yorkers, because we're walking everywhere, to have good shoes. It's so important. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm at the point now, I know I'm old because I'm like, I, I refuse to wear flip-flops. I refuse to wear anything without support. Like, if I'm going out, you know, like, out in the no, town at all. No, flip-flops are for walking to the beach when you're already exactly. near the beach. The end. Exactly. The end. I'm like, oh, and I used to just, I used to wear them all day, every day. Just like wander what? around. Yes, I was, I'm a horrible human. In New York? Yes, it's disgusting. No. I'm horrified. Yes. yes. I will never, I will, <laughs> if my toes are out, there is a platform taking my toe away from the New York City street. Yes, it's, it's, I'm not proud. I'm not proud <laughs> of this time of my life when I wore flip-flops. Um, but yeah, it happened. And now I'm just like, absolutely not. Like no. I need a, a, a teal stowed boot at all time to, yeah. <laughs> to get through these wretched Ste- streets. You mean steel toed boot. What did I say? You said steel. You said. Steel cut? You, steel. <laughs> you switched the first letters. We know steel what you mean. Toed, steel you boot. need a steel toed boot for every, you need a summer boot. What did I say? <laughs> you, said, you said like the opposite. It was cool, really cool. Well, typical. That's really typical, typical of me. Um. Okay, I see something peeking I know. behind you that I really just you. I know. Okay, tell so fi- you've been telling us about the base bags for years now on this show, and I finally, I finally. So at our date, when I start told you about my red lips, I also saw this bag that you had, and I was like, "Where is this bag from? What did you? Where did you get it?" And you said, "It's base. It's a base bag." And I was like. All right, that's it. I'm getting it. I'm I'm ordering it right now. So I have the the crossbody base bag um in cognac crock and <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, it's my new favorite purchase of all time. So it's under $100, which I love. Under it's 68. All of their most of their bags are, yeah. which is unbelievable because they look so expensive and they're insanely they functional. They look so expensive. What I love about it is that it kind of looks like leather. It looks high quality, but it's lightweight. It's super lightweight. It's the perfect size. So I can throw my phone, my keys, a book, um, my wallet, anything else I need. It's the perfect size. It's so cute. You, It's adjustable. So I could wear it as like a little handbag or I can do a crossbody. You can dress up your outfit. It's also can be worn more casually. I yes, Alex has I one. Literally, I have one in right black. here. It was just sitting next to me because I'm also looking at. You know what? It has the little uh, trolley yes. thing where you can put it on the back of your luggage. This yes. little zipper sleeve. I was making sure it had it, but it does. I'm yes. looking at mine in black right now. Yeah, there's mini compartments. There's a big zipper compartment. 
and there's a snap and adjustable strap. Yep. It's just I may unreal. have to get the black one as well because it is so damn cute. It's so It's so cute. Functional. I have the black uh like canvas one and I want the beige canvas one for yes. summer too. I'm it's sold out though, but I'm on the list. On the for list. When it comes back. I just for am, God's I'm sake. totally a convert now with base bags and I was like, "Oh, I want to buy all my new luggage from them. I want to get it's so functional." Is this your first base bag? Yes. Tina, I know okay, you got to get one of the bigger ones. The I know. tote, the canvas tote, the weekender, I know. the work tote, all of like one for like a bigger situation. Yes. So good too. And I don't yes. have their luggage, but I will probably replace my luggage with their luggage. Because I've soon. been a huge fan of the one that you have that I think the big, the big uh, work tote. And yeah. I was like, I think I might switch because I have a tote that I use in conjunction with my kit that mm-hmm. I use when I go to freelance jobs. And I'm like, I think it's time to invest in the work tote as a professional woman. It is. And there's a little place on the side for your cell phone. There's a little pocket for your computer. Oh, it's everything. Yeah, I'm I know. I We're constantly talking about base bags, but I'm sorry. They have a new one all the time. And, and they're there's amazing. a million and they're yeah. all amazing. It's so good. Well, you're amazing. Have you're fun amazing. Your Thank you. I hopefully, hopefully he doesn't cancel and hopefully I have a story to tell. Yeah, well, we can't wait for you to report back, so. <gasps> Great. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Don't forget to follow, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more content, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Patreon, and give us a follow at Obsessed with the Best Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Hosted on dimlywit.com.